0: It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had this much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host,
1: the director of fun. Give me
0: that guy all day, he's the best. Keith Stewart.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. It's Masters Week. This is not a drill. Tiger is not only playing, but in the top 10 after round one. Plenty of stories to go over surrounding the most well-known week in golf. To ensure we cover it all, the important stuff at least, Pro Show points bet pal, Teddy Greenstein, will stop by. Get out those green jackets. Wade, let's fire them up. Give me the peppers. Let's go.
0: Can't stop, addicted to the Chop, chop, it says I'm gonna win big Choose not the life of imitation
1: You know, I gotta jump in here quick this afternoon Because we took a week off Yeah And it's Masters week So there's there's like two weeks worth of stuff to cover Sure But we just don't have the time It's okay Alright, so, so keep the small talk limited today Understood Alright, All right. but last week was great little time away with the kids, with Lori. Uh, Had some fun down there in Florida. Uh, We managed to travel okay, which I can't say for a lot of people that I've heard, at least on the weekend where we needed to come back, right? So um, I don't know what they're talking about. What's this? the weather you're talking about I don't know, I'm stuff. not so sure it was just the weather okay. I think you need employees to fly planes oh sure and sure, things sure, like sure. that <laughs> of, of that nature but I, I I was talking to my kids and on a Monday they were like my classes are like half empty I was it was it's pretty classic um, the world we live in these days but that's it you know we'll leave that to Dennis in 1015 that's you right. know I mean give me a break anyway um cool guest this afternoon friend of the show Teddy Greenstein from points bet he Wants to come on and talk about all the fantastic things that surround the Masters. I, I mentioned it in the opening. There is a guy by the name of Eldrick Tiger Woods that's involved. And uh, there's, some, there's some. Yeah. <laughs> on cue. That's the definition of the hot button right there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, No doubt about it. Anyway, we're going to catch up with him in just a little bit. Uh, it's been an exciting week for the Masters, my friend. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot going on in the read the line world. You know, I I know that it's it's just one of those things that as a developing phenomenon we are building momentum but this has been a good week master's week momentum you know i love my alliteration they're going together very very well uh we did a little radio spot on wednesday night down in atlanta talking golf betting with my good friend chris mascaro on his show next on the t and then we're part of a tv show now is that right we are explain we are Oh well i'll I'll, I'll talk to you. Uh, one of the operators, Bet Online, is putting together a 30 minute TV show. We filmed our first episode this past week. Nice. My, my co-host is Chantelle McCabe. The lovely. the well, yes, uh, she was she was a little spicy Chantel. though, you know, I, I would say something like, I think this guy's gonna do well. And she's like, really? I'm like, "Whoa, all right. We've got fire." All right. Which which was great. I mean, it's just a tremendous rapport. Uh, the show airs in betting markets. Uh, okay. Uh, although New Jersey is a betting market, it uh, it does not air in that state, but Michigan, Carolina, Virginia. I, they gave me a whole list. Anyway, It's on cable TV. And then once it airs on Thursday morning, you can find it on their YouTube channel. Um, It's there now. And uh, so you can watch Chantel and I break down the masters and enjoy a little bit of what you hear on Friday afternoons. But you can see it on TV now. You know, read the line. Things are happening, my friend. I I, I hear things. Subscribe. Read and win now speaking of things happening there's a little golf tournament called the masters it's happening down there in augusta georgia and they have a leaderboard after round one mm-hmm. where Sungjae im shot a smooth little five under 67 and followed up quickly by cam smith now talk about cam smith's round okay if you count 16 holes the 16 in the middle so forget the bookends he shot eight under par Wow. Except he doubled the first and he doubled the right, 18th, right. Which, <laughs> they count. which wasn't good. Yeah, they do. They all, all 18 do count. Thank you for for um, validating that for sure. So he's at four under. Then you got a little group there uh, with a couple past winners and DJ and Danny Willett at three. Uh, Joaquin Neiman, who played with Tiger at three and Scotty Scheffler, number one golfer in the world. You know, Scotty Scheffler continues to impress me. And I tell you, I had him at waste management. We won with him. But I've been hot and cold on him lately. I got to get hotter on him. That's for yeah. sure. You know, this guy is for real. There's no doubt about it. He looked strong yesterday. Cam looked strong yesterday. DJ looked strong. Obviously, Sung Sungjae did too. Uh, T7 at two under, you got three guys. You got Corey Connors, uh, Patrick Cantlay, Jason Kokrak. And then at T10, there's nine guys. But eight of them don't matter because one of them is one, Mr. Tiger Woods. He yeah. shot under <laughs> par yesterday. And, you know, it's funny. Tiger gets back in the mix at Augusta, and next thing you know, there's a million stories about all this minutia in golf, right, for, for, for over a year. Right. It's been 400 plus days since Tiger had the tragic car accident. Right. But he's back now and they're talking about his shoes. They're talking about the color of his shirt. I mean, they don't do these things with Scotty Scheffler. Right. Or John Rahm or whatever. John Rahm. It's like, oh, he has a temper. Okay, well, we've been talking about that for like five years. Right. (laughs) Tiger shows up. They're like, oh, look at the crease in his pants. Oh, look, you know. Oh, he he's playing with Freddie couples. Well, he always plays with Freddie couples. It's it's pretty amazing After 509 days, Mr. Wade Weezer, that he spent away from competitive golf, it's been 509 days, he's now back, shoots his first round under par, and I wrote up and read the line. First sentence, I am betting Tiger Woods. And he was on the hot mic yesterday, too. Oh, he was. Yes. Yes. There was a couple guys, but he definitely, um, he definitely would have got your trigger finger. There's no doubt about that. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Cam Smith, Scotty Scheffler, I watched all the coverage yesterday, covered it for PGA.com, writing um, round-by-round recap article, coaching articles for them, so you could find one there. This morning from me, I wrote about Tiger's recovery, what he would do in the, uh, I guess, I don't know, 18 hours that he's not at the golf course. Right. You know, how many ice cool. baths and so on and so forth. Uh, I liked DJ yesterday. Yeah. DJ is somebody who can play that golf course. He's long. I, I like DJ yesterday and the golf course. We've mentioned it a couple times already, but it's going to change dramatically. They have technology there that they don't have anywhere else in the world. And even though the fairways may still be a little bit wet, right. Those greens are going to be rock hard. And now we're going to get a combination of what I wrote about, which is you need players that can bomb it off the tee, but then can hit it super high trajectory wise on their approach shots, because those greens are going to get harder to hold. And as they do, this golf course is going to get more difficult. Combine that with gusting winds in the 20 to 30 mile an hour range. I mean, it was calm yesterday and guys struggled with the wind. Right. So at the end of the day today, we shall see. But I think if you could shoot even par, maybe one under today, you're going to leapfrog a bunch of people. What do you think is harder for Tiger walking that course, wetter or drier? I don't think that makes a difference because he wears cleats. Okay. I I would be more interested in the conversation of what's harder for Tiger walking uphill, downhill all the time because it's so hilly or um, round three, round four, the the accumulation. Building up. Right. I even think that like. I had him to make the cut, no doubt. Twenty-one times as a professional, he's made twenty-one cuts. Okay, I had him yesterday under the line. I think it was seventy-four and a half. Um, his average on round one for twenty-three times, twenty-three times at Augusta was seventy-one point eight. So like those were easy ones, right? Like boom, boom, make some money. We plot it. We you know we we put it right back into the till today. We're gonna make some more. But he. When it gets to my biggest concern is when the tournament comes down to the final nine on Sunday afternoon, is that what does the legs Mm -hmm. when you're grinding, really? Well, just the fatigue factor, because that place is so hilly. If you haven't been there, it is so, so hilly. And I think that that's going to be the biggest challenge. But I also know that nobody prepares like that guy. So I would I would think. That he was on the step machine, like sure, like you he figured so. out, like yeah. how many uphill and Until downhill you steps actually do it though. Well, true, true. His true. Game. It seems like there's no true. problem there. Keep in mind though, too. I mean, I know he was on his feet for five and a half hours yesterday playing his round, but it's not like he's racing. He could spend a lot of time where he takes breaks. True. You know, if he's smart about the whole thing. Great insight. And um, John Rom, number two in the world, number one for a long time. He was on the hot mic himself. There's there was numerous occasions there, especially in the interviews afterwards. He was not happy with himself, his mud balls and everything else. But uh, it is what it is. And I guess the guy that's least happy with himself would be JT, Um, one of the tournament favorites. I love JT in this event. Perfect game for it. Now he has Phil Mickelson's caddy three time winner there. Um, You thought it all would have come together. Practice rounds with Tiger. He's in his inner, inner circle. He's learning more about the golf course every single year. And JT didn't show up yesterday. And it was kind of scary because he hit a lot of fairways, but he didn't hit a lot of greens. And I think the pressure of the moment maybe consumed him a little bit yesterday. I like the fact that he, he's got nothing to lose today and I like him taking it deep, but we shall see how that goes. And at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's Augusta national and the, the golf course well tiger will be the number one story Mm -hmm, but the golf course itself today will be super frisky and i mean you're seeing it play out right now as we talk you know guys are struggling guys are they're they're making birdies but they're making bogeys and just just pay attention because the weekend saturday there's going to be a freshening wind as well and sunday is supposed to be perfect conditions so I'm really excited. Obviously, I mean, we're all excited about what's about to transpire. But the fact that I mean, could you imagine? After that car accident, where that guy was, and then like a little over a year later, he is walking one of the most difficult terrains of any golf course in the world, or that the PGA Tour plays on an annual basis, and the guy is contending. He's top ten it's after amazing. the first. It round. is amazing. It is absolutely amazing. I mean, have you ever, when you think about it, just quickly, right? Have you ever, you, have, you think, yeah, have you ever experienced something like no, this of before? No, not. No one. And you saw that, and the video back again. You know, it was all over the place yesterday. The pictures
0: of the car wreck too. To yeah. refresh your mind, just insane. I mean, wow, he's alive. He's walking,
1: and he's here at the Masters. Yeah, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. A couple other notables in the field that we should touch upon. Um, worst outfit of the day goes to Victor Hovland yesterday. He had a black shirt with like pinstripes, and then he had hot pink pants on that had like tuxedo stripes down the side. Victor, <laughs> come on, please. Oh man, honestly, when I when I saw that, I was like, yow like, so you're not going to be wearing that this weekend is what well you're you know what there's there's people that can wear like plaids and, and funky things like mm-hmm. an Ian Poulter and they play good and they pull it off right but this thing's out of the blue it was like whoa whoa maybe that's his game to distract <laughs> Get other people off their game. Um, All it got me to do is just change the channel. Anyway, all right, how about at plus one? You've got Morikawa and McElroy. Up and down days for those guys. Um, I wasn't hot on Morikawa this week, and uh, I'm still there. I'm still a little tepid on him. Uh, I believe that there are some... Issues going on there that were developing at the players that I saw and uh, um, just wasn't on him this week. I mean, he certainly could prove me wrong. Uh, Rory himself looked pretty good. He had his moments, but he looked pretty good. Golf course is hard, folks. All right. It is hard. All right. Um, One behind them, you have world number two, John Rahm and Jordan Spieth. Augusta's second son after Jack Nicholas, Right. You know, I guess third after Tiger, too. And uh, Mr. Spieth was plus two. He had one of those typical Spieth rounds where, you know, there's pictures of him in the woods and then he makes birdie <laughs> and then he's in the middle of the fairway and makes double. You know, it's classic. Uh, one of my boys this week, Brooks Kepka, plus three, didn't like that at all yesterday. And he, I, I think he liked it even less. He sure. was on. They had the lights on at the range last night and he was uh, side by side with Xander Shoffley, who didn't play very good either. Right. But um, Brooks, I, Brooks is not going away um, as the conditions get tougher Today, um, Brooks will be in the mix. And then, of course, we had Justin Thomas at plus four. Um, some more of those guys there at top 10 of the nine guys. You had Webb Simpson, Will Zalatoris. Wow. All right. <laughs> Berger, Finao, Kevin Nah, Harry Higgs, the big rig everybody loves, HV3, and a little Matt Fitzpatrick, which I sprinkled a little that way this week. I like myself a little Matt Fitzpatrick this week. There's no doubt about that. Um, that's it, man the masters round one at that a little recap there. And uh, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about this TV show, man. We've been signed to do a bunch of shows covering all the majors and all of the major PGA tour events. We'll be on again next week, covering the heritage. Um, it's just going to be a lot of fun. Chantel was great um, in the studio all sorts of technology in this show it was great it was just i can't wait to see it it tons of fun tons of fun go check it out you can go to bet online their youtube channel and uh you can take a look and they they have little snippets as well as if you only have a minute or two um we'll keep posting them on social media as well over there at read the line speaking of social media on read the line Mm -hmm. i've been having some fun this week there's no doubt about that oh my old school type of fun you know i'm channeling my inner um uh, KJ Stewart that's uh, for sure oh yes. oh I yeah. saw it oh uh, yeah yeah <laughs> on it, what uh, it was great you have to, can you talk about it what you did oh sure yeah, do it, tell yeah. It, do it oh well I so on Wednesday um I did a little masters pre-tournament um song. And uh, I used the beat from uh, Beastie Boys, Paul Revere. Absolutely, you know. And it was the same flavor too. Some of the words you use is something they they would have chosen for sure. Yeah, you know, when you, um, you did them justice. Let's put it that way. Who Augusta National? No, no, no. The Beastie <laughs> Boys. No God. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm happy I only have like a thousand followers, right? Because then I won't get on their radar. Oh Anyway, anyway, folks, take go check it out. And then I'd really had fun with yesterday's because. Um,
2: Oh, yes, yes, DiCaprio yes, 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 yes.
1: Uh, his perform it's one of his my favorite performances of Leonardo DiCaprio is Wolf of Wall Street yes. you know and there's little performances in there like the McConaughey scene and, and, and so on and so forth but some of those scenes those monologues that DiCaprio gives the Steve Madden one you know yours the, was uh, very PG by the way it was not maybe even G um yeah, I mean, you know, your language is, was clean. Well, you know, I Wolf of mean, Wall Street was Read not the clean. line is a uh, we're a family institution. Yes. Uh, I mean, you have to be a certain age to gamble, but sure. our content is family friendly at the moment. And um, at the moment, <laughs> yeah. So we had some fun with that. I. Uh, <laughs> it's, my camera operator was like, "Are you gonna have an aneurysm?" Right? And I was like, "I mean, you gotta go Your see it, eyes, folks. man. I thought you might have. You got to, you gotta go see <laughs> it, folks. You gotta go see it." And you know who else you gotta go see? That's our friends at the New Jersey Golf Foundation. The charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA Section is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. Led by PGA professionals, programming for youth, military veterans, and individuals with special needs provides the opportunity to experience the game in a welcoming environment. Speaking of a welcoming environment, they just opened. They just did the grand opening of their inspiration driving range up there in north jersey you got to check out all the programs that they're doing and special events visit njgolffoundation.org or call 732-465-1212 here we go it's three fifteen on masters friday whether you're in new york or augusta georgia that's the time so thanks for listening to espn 920 we'll be back in a moment with points bets senior editor teddy greenstein
0: the chop, chop, he says I'm gonna win big. Choose
2: not the life of imitation. Johnson, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahente. All NFL players get paid a lot. You're he, not gonna get paid more than me though, because I'm the guy when he, it comes he, to clearing it out. Y'all take spoken care Spoken like a true wide receiver. Way to go, Roscoe Jenkins. <laughs> well, team Mark, me. Or his name is first on the show, so we get it. You know, <laughs> we get it. Me, me Sean, as they like to call me, for those that don't know me, but anyway. Tishon, J. Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or streaming live on the ESPN app.
1: The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming led by PGA professionals, so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. An exciting new development is coming soon as the Inspiration Golf Range on the campus of the Lions VA Medical Center in Somerset County will serve as a new golf training facility for Special Olympics New Jersey as well as the new home site for the PGA Hope, a rehabilitative golf program for veterans. To support the New Jersey Golf Foundation or learn more about programs and special events, please visit Mm -hmm. NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. That's NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or 732-465-1212 one two
0: time to get back on course as the pro show continues great show great questions once again keith stewart
1: welcome back to the pro show i'm your host keith stewart you're listening to espn 920 you know our guest today brings cool to the coverage of the masters after spending a decade down magnolia lane teddy greenstein now connects us all with the newest trend in golf fandom we've all participated in pools for years and now people like points bet have made it mainstream it's the biggest week for action in golf and there's nobody better to help put it all into perspective some would even say he's magnificent at it well let's give him an intro wade hit the volume give me a little bono and the boys let's roll Man, I tell you there, Mr. Teddy Greenstein, you must have done something right on one of your previous episodes here on the Pro Show because you get Bono and the boys for an intro. I mean, that's legendary status right there. How are you on this Masters Friday afternoon?
2: I mean, Keith, the way you timed that with the Larry Mullen drum solo was magnificent in itself, man. So I appreciate that. And uh, it's great. It's just been an amazing sports stretch, betting stretch. And you have the final four. And you have the Masters, and uh, I hear Opening Day was also yesterday. <laughs> I, th- I didn't see a pitch, but uh, I've been watching a lot of swings, man. It always—it's uh, always compelling out there at Augusta National.
1: Yeah. I think for two guys like you and I that cover the masters, we were probably the only ones praying for a baseball strike, you know, like just push it on, push it off for a month or so, you know, you come off the NCAA and then you roll right into it. I mean, you know, I mean, outside of Jim Nance, there's a bunch of us that do all of this and uh, keep pretty busy. So it's um, it, it's, it's just a tremendous, tremendous time of year. And speaking of time of year, right, I'm going to roll back the clock for a minute here. I want to go back because I saw this on social media yesterday, and I'm totally intrigued as your friend. But you were teeing off on the first hole at Augusta National. All right. It's Masters week. So the, the, the question is relevant. When was that? When did when did Teddy Greenstein play Augusta National Golf Club?
2: Oh, sorry. Is that a big deal? Is that a thing? Oh, okay, <laughs> I guess I'll get into that a little bit. So, um, before points bet, I worked for the Chicago Tribune for 24 years. And about midway through, I became our golf writer. So, I started covering the Masters in 2009. And uh, you've probably heard stories, Keith, that there is a lottery. And what's funny about the lottery is nobody knows if it's legitimate, partially rigged, or completely rigged. There are all these, you know, rumors and speculation. So in that first year, 09, people are like, oh, you are at the Chicago Tribune, a big paper, you know, you'll win. And I didn't win. And I thought, oh, my God, I don't know if that means it is rigged and they don't like me or what happens. Everybody's afraid to ask. Anyway, 2010 hit and I win. And what's funny about it is everybody who wins has the same conversation. You call home and say, honey, great news. I won the lottery. I'm playing Augusta National tomorrow morning. Pause. So you're saying you're not coming home till Tuesday <laughs> because you've already been gone for eight days. And uh, the quick story here that was funny as well was I call my editor and say, hey, uh, Mike, I can't make it to the Cubs opening day to write that sidebar that you need. And he said to me, oh, no, we, we need you back. You know, you, you, you got to come. I said, well, no, I won the lottery. I got, I'm playing Monday. He goes, oh, right, no, we, we need you back Monday. So meanwhile, I look over and two people are laughing their asses off because they had put my editor up to it to try to tell me that, <laughs> to, to try to bust me and tell me I couldn't play. But anyway, it was a it was a very good day. They set you up in the champions locker room, shared a locker with Gabe Brewer. Beautiful weather, an hour on the range. Although they tell you, please don't report to your tee time more than an hour before. Uh, made one stinking par. So I'm a decent golfer. I'm like a 12 index. The the tee shot you saw there on number one hit a nice three wood, but it ended up in the bunker on the right. Keith, I can tell you this. That is a much deeper bunker than people realize because it took me like three eight irons to get out. I made about a nine on the first hole, and it's the only round I've ever played in my life where I don't know what I shot because I did not want to assign a number to it.
1: Man, I tell you, though, but how about the experience itself? just walking it, you know, and and a lot has been said about walking Augusta national, but when you got done with the day, I mean, how tired were you?
2: (laughs) Not tired. I I was just kind of pissed. I was just pissed that I didn't play better because you feel like it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. I mean, the excuses are this it's April. I live in the Midwest. I live in Chicago. You know, at that point I've played about two rounds all year. My short game kind of stinks on normal courses and out there you know, you go over the green, over the green, over the green. You want it so bad, you're nervous. Um, so the experience was amazing. At the end, you just wish you had a, you know, you wish you you had a better score. Here's what I remember getting to 12. There had not been a lick of wind the whole day. And then you get to the 12th tee, and all of a sudden, you're like, where did this come from? And I remember it was enough wind that I hit seven iron, hit it right into Ray's Creek. All right, so I take my drop at 95 yards hit what I think is the most perfect 54 degree and it just hits the top of the bunker and rolls down. And I'm like, they got me again. It's the most perfect course. You have to be so precise on all your approach shots. You know, as somebody described it yesterday on the telecast, uh, large greens, small targets. And that I think is the best description I've ever heard of Augusta national.
1: Well, I'll tell you, so you're talking about 2010. That's uh, Phil's famous six iron right on 13. Right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So that's that, year. yeah, that's, I mean, that, that was a crazy good year. I mean, I know we're not allowed to mention Phil's name in conjunction with this week this year, but um, all things aside, I mean, that's, that's a cool year to go out there. And uh did you go check out that spot since you were inside the ropes and take a look at where he hit that from and how he hit it?
2: A thousand percent. I mean, check that out, you know, Um later on, you know, you, you go and you check out Bubba, where he uh, hooked the gap wedge um, on 10. But, yeah, I mean, to do that from, from Phil was superhuman. Like Harold Varner yesterday, what a shot. that he, he almost made double eagle on. So it's just the greatest place on earth. It's the, it's the greatest golf course, and you just feel privileged every time you're out there covering it, playing it, whatever.
1: Well, you got to cover it for, what, 11 years. Um, And, you know, I mean, that's a pretty good stretch run. Everyone from Angel Cabrera uh, all the way up to Tiger in 2019. So I got to touch upon that one because, you know, I'm a huge Tiger guy, right? right? What was it like being on property in 2019 to see Woods win his fifth jacket?
2: What was so cool about Sunday, you'll recall, they had bad weather coming in late in the day. So they changed it up. Yeah, they started early. It was threesomes going off in the morning. So at that point, you know, newspaper deadlines are kind of still a thing. Normally, you know, I'm covering the Masters and Sunday hits and starting midday Sunday, we're just like everybody else. I mean, we're in the media center. We're watching it all on TV because you can't miss a shot. And as it gets to, you know, four five, six o'clock, you got to write three stories, right? You got to write a column and a game story and, and your stuff has to be in maybe 8, eight thirty, something like that. The beauty of that final round of 2019 is that it started early in the day. So, I mean, look, I didn't think Tiger was going to win. I, at no point, you know, did I really think it. Maybe, maybe when the guys start throwing it in Raids Creek on 12, one after the next, and then Tiger pounds his driver on 17. But finally I went out to the, you know, to the 18th green, the 72nd green. And Keith, what struck me was of course, like not only the massive number of people, but here's what people were doing. They were just jumping up and down for like a split second glance. So they're jumping up and down just so they can see for a split second, but you could hear everything. And it was, uh, you know, an absolute, uh, an absolute treat audio wise.
1: Well, you had a pretty good stretch run there. You had two Bubba's, you had the uh, phenomenon or uh, Augusta's son, Jordan Spieth coming out. I mean, is there another year besides 2019 that sticks out in your mind?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's so many of them. So uh, you asked me to to prep this, so I went through a couple things uh, a couple years. So how about 2013, it's Saturday morning, and I would always play golf on Saturday morning, right, because the leaders are not seeing off till 2 or 2.30. So I'm waking up, and I'm just scrolling through my phone, and I'm on Twitter, and I start reading about uh, Tiger Woods. He took an illegal drop on 15. Uh, There's going to be a ruling, and I remember just thinking like, Guess who's not playing golf today? Guess who has to go to the golf course on Saturday morning and figure this out? So that was remarkable in 13. In 16, I was there on the ninth green when Jordan Spieth goes five up with five, with nine holes to play. And one of the patrons says, this guy could win left-handed. Meanwhile, he blows up, makes a quad on 12. So that was wild. Uh, 2017, Sergio stands out just because of, like, all the whining he had always done. I mean, I've written so many columns about, <laughs> you know, Sergio. He shoots 68 but says he has no chance to win, and he's complaining about the mud balls, and he's just such a baby. So the fact that he won was shocking to me, and then absolutely 2019 is, it, it is amazing. But, you know, there are little memories, too, of course. Like, one time I maybe I galloped for a couple seconds because I was trying to get out to Amen Corner or something, and all of a sudden you hear this voice, please walk. It's like everybody is always watching you. You you can't take an iced tea out from the media center. You're allowed to take a water. So there are all, all these rules that always come in that make people feel a little uncomfortable. But overall, when you're out there, you say it's the best tournament because there's nobody on that property who would rather be anywhere else in the world on that day
1: if I had a nickel for every time you probably, as you were writing something over those 11 years that you deleted the word fans and then you rewrote the word patrons, right?
2: (laughs) Folks, You know, we kind of joke about it in the media center and, you know, you don't want to be like a Homer. Sometimes you feel like you're a Homer if you're saying patrons or writing patrons, but you know what? It's the only tournament of the year where you don't say it, you know, you don't call it the rough and you know, there are another five or six like that and that's okay. It's different. It is the best. It's the best run dictatorship in the world. And if they want to call them patrons, we'll roll our eyes a little bit, but we'll call them patrons.
1: I mean, it's a demanding week. Uh, For the last couple of years, I've had some moments on Sirius XM and, and you get a memo. That tells you exactly what you can and can't say. You know, first nine, second nine, patrons. I mean, everything. It's it's um it's it it's intense and it's fun and it's it's tradition. It's great. And speaking of a little tradition we have here around the pro show, we have our friend Teddy Greenstein from Points Bet joining us for one of the most well-known weeks in all of golf. And speaking of the most well-known golfer, Tiger Woods, right? So you do work at Points Bet. Talk to me a little bit about how the evolution of Tiger playing has affected what you do at work.
2: Yeah, um, you know, in December when we saw him and Charlie at the Tiger, at the Tiger son, at the, the father-son event. They're
1: going to rename it that. that point,
2: I'm like, <laughs> yeah, the Tiger son, exactly. I say, ooh, this is actually possible. And look, Tiger, um, I'm not saying it. he didn't almost have his leg removed. I have no idea. I just know that he is also pretty good at building up um the legend and you know when he's talking about his back and he can barely walk um uh you know years earlier his, his other injury and then this one so I thought it was you know decently conceivable and then you know it's looking more and more likely the wild thing Keith about Tiger and points bet is you know we we had him at 40 to 1 most of the spring and then on Monday morning I look and we've got him at 80 to 1 to win and I'm like well that's surprising usually you know You go the other way, people are so excited, they think he's going to play well. And we had his over-under first-round score at 75.5. And we're offering a boost on him to make the cut at plus 125. And as you know, he's never missed the cut as a professional. So I was asking our traders, like, wow, we're taking like a bold stance here. I'm seeing 40-1 to and 50-1 to other places, and we've got him at 80. Now that ended up coming down to 70, 66, 50, and he went off yesterday at 40. But as a result of those odds, we have taken a massive handle on him, and there's no doubt that our top guys are, are, are rooting against him.
1: Well, you know, as I looked across all the different operators this week, I mean, you guys weren't the only ones to have some fluctuation. The minute that his press conference ended i was hitting refresh on a number of different websites and he dropped for most of them from like 50 to 40 50 to 35 and then there was some fluctuation in there it, it was pretty unbelievable i mean i've never seen something in covering you know the lines and looking at all of these things for years and years for myself that i've ever seen so much action like kind of manipulate the numbers so quickly it, it just i mean when he said i'm ready to go it was like everybody had like it queued up on their computer and then they just hit a button and they started changing things. It was just, it's just crazy.
2: Well, I was kind of giving our traders a hard time. I mean, to go from 80 to one to 50 to one, I said, man, he must've had a hell of a range session because normally <laughs> you don't drop that far from Monday to Wednesday. Right. But, um, look, we attracted a lot of bets and I think honestly there comes a little hesitation at a certain point of like, Whoa, if this guy really does win this, we don't want to take too much of a beating. So we got more in line with the industry. But on that Monday and Tuesday, man, we were uh, far out there.
1: All right. Now, everybody's been talking about Tiger. There's been a lot of humor on social media about all the different players being asked about Tiger and different videos and memes and everything, right? There are some other guys playing. Who else was kind of leading the way pre-tourney? And who are you guys really focused on after round one?
2: Yeah, I mean, my pre-tournament picks were Cam Smith and Scotty Scheffler. Um, those guys were also pretty popular. So in terms of bet count, uh, 16% of all bets were on Tiger, and th- this is for outrights, followed by Scheffler, JT, Kepka, Cam Smith, and Will Zalatoris. And then in terms of percentage of handle, you know, in terms of where the money goes, you know, Jay Croucher, I heard on an interview say Tiger's liability is seven times more than anybody else. That's not the number I'm seeing. I'm seeing 15% for Tiger, about 7% for JT, 6 for Brooks, uh, Jordan Spieth in there, too. So um, a lot of Tiger bets, but uh, certainly uh, the other big boys getting some attention.
1: You know, we talk a lot, you and I, and it, it, it's almost just like it, it's part of our vernacular to go through some of these terms and the different things that you and I like to discuss. But... You know a lot of people are probably curious you know when it comes to from the inside you know do a lot of people just pick outrights or is is there a fair amount of action that happens like during the tournament as well like how much of it is just before the tournament and then people let it ride or you know now in a modern sense with their with the mobile phone and everything i mean is there a lot of action still taking place as we sit in the middle of the second round
2: Yeah, I think, you know, you get to more and more sophistication with all these sports. So certainly golf betting is there. So, you know, um, a a year or so ago, a year or two ago, it's really just outright top five, top 10, top 20, and maybe some boosts. Like I had a boost up there um, before the event, any player to break 70 for all four rounds, because obviously Cam Smith is the only man to do that. And that was plus 1150. So I think we're, we're seeing those boosts hit. But now... People want more, so so we have all of our three balls up, of course. And later in the summer, things are going to get really good to where it's going to be you're going to be able to pick out you know longest drive, closest to the pin, those kind of things. Right now, we also have uh, hole performance bets. Um, and yesterday, I was able to hit one on, on Neiman bogeying the first hole, uh, plus three twenty. And I just looked at it. I'm like. First of all, the first hole is incredibly hard. As you guys know, it's hard to hit the fairway. The second shot is challenging. Yeah, I heard
1: that bunker is I deep.
2: I heard the bunker is deep. I would definitely have played a 9-iron instead of an 8-iron if uh, next time I'm in there. Um, and he bogeyed that. So I think the whole performance markets are really fun because it's just this sense of, especially on a Friday, a lot of people are at work, so you can just jump in at any point. You know, if Tiger's group is on twelve. Uh, we're going to have odds starting on 13, you know, birdie or better, par, or bogey or worse. And then later in the summer, we have something called odds factory. It's going to be integrated in. So the, the live product is going to be amazing.
1: Teddy, I love that angle on Neiman. I mean, that was so savvy because when's the last time that guy showed up in the in the gallery was 15 deep on the first tee? Exactly on all sides, right? Yeah. You know, and on a on a very difficult hole, right? You know what? I love that mindset and where you're going with it, but I gotta take a quick break. So hold tight for a second there, Mr. Greenstein. We'll be back up with Points Bet's senior storyteller, Teddy Greenstein. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920.
2: Mike Greenberg is Greeny.
0: Chris Paul is one of those guys whose numbers, if you look at them, are so good that they almost seem made up. You know, he was never on the best team all those years in New Orleans, wasn't able to go to the Lakers, winds up on the Clippers, then they fell short. But now here he is, the veteran presence on this otherwise very young Phoenix team. It would mean everything to his legacy.
2: Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and watch exclusively on ESPN+.
0: Is there a better feeling than winning a bet? Take it from a professional, a PGA professional like Keith Stewart. When it comes to wagering on golf, you need to know more than analytics. Stats are just a description of a player's habits, but what causes those habits to repeat? There are other elements you need to consider to raise your betting acumen. If you're the type of person who loves to learn and earn by wagering, then you must read the line. With an easy to understand newsletter format, in five minutes a week, you can bet with confidence, knowing the picks are made by a golf professional. Golf betting lacks an expert voice. Read the Line brings over 25 years of experience in the golf industry to every prediction. Players are not an exact science, and neither is betting. But when you consider the human element of the game alongside facts and figures, you'll be able to elevate your winning reputation. Go to ReadTheLine.com to subscribe, read, and win. That's ReadTheLine.com.
2: You got a
1: great voice for radio. Time to get
0: back on course. Face
1: for radio. I, 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 I
0: get a lot of that, too.
1: As the pro show continues, once again, Keith Stewart it's the pro show and i'm keith stewart welcome back to our conversation with teddy g during masters week you know you're listening to new jersey's espn 920. i almost lack the words for what tiger woods has done since his crash in february of last year although teddy and i tried the superlatives don't seem to cover it i just wonder about those who haven't gone head to hem with him yet because, you know, for the rest of them, they're just thinking, here he goes again. Nice job on the board there, Mr. Wade Weezer. A little Chicago rock and roll for our Chicago man, Mr. Teddy Greenstein. Welcome back to the show there, Teddy.
2: Hello, Keith. Good to be back, dude.
1: All right. Let's talk about, I mean, you you have got to be the busiest man in all of PointsBet's world. There's no doubt about that because on the sidelines you've been writing a book and that book is called quarterback dads and it comes out this month appropriately timed right after the masters i love it right okay tell me a little bit about this project that you've been doing
2: yeah man so uh, a little under two years ago i had an old friend um a guy who i went to northwestern with so i've known him for decades and he said hey um my kid is uh, you know, an aspiring quarterback and he's got this really interesting trainer out of Detroit named Donovan Dooley. Donovan Dooley has all these stories about quarterback dads. They're sort of the modern day stage moms. Like these are the guys who are are running a drone over the kid's seven on seven workout to accumulate film for an Instagram highlights package. These are guys who are flying their kid all around the country to get him seen at camps and hiring and firing trainers and you know, looking for attention and, and just, just really obsessive. So this guy said, hey, do you know anyone who would want to ghostwrite this book? I said, um, I think I'd like to do that because I've never written a book and we're talking about football, the most popular sport, quarterback, the most intriguing position, and youth sports. And look, I got two kids who are um, two uh, girls who are soccer players and this, intri- and this topic really interests me. So I ended up talking to Archie Manning. Uh, Kurt Warner, Todd Marinovich, who, of course, uh, his dad was like the ultimate quarterback dad in the worst way. Uh, Warren Moon, Chris and Phil Sims, um, Carl Williams, who is the father of Caleb Williams, who transferred to USC. And the book is a combination of sort of horror stories of quarterback dads and a lot of advice, practical advice for parents and kids. Like, Keith, think about this, all, all, the, all the questions people don't know about, like, should you coach your kid? You know, should you be setting his alarm clock at six o'clock on a Saturday morning or should that kid be a self-starter? What do you do about social media? Should you have your kid transfer if he's not a starting quarterback by his sophomore year? So you've got all these tricky issues for parents who want the most out of youth sports and honestly are trying to get their kid a scholarship, uh, you know, if football, basketball or golf.
1: All right. So you're invited for the next three weeks of the pro show to explain the answers to all of those, because I have two kids and most of the people that are listening. I know Wade here on the board. He's got a couple kids. I mean, you know, um, pick one question that was most meaningful that you that when you learn the answer to um, that made the biggest impact for you as a dad that has two daughters that play soccer.
2: That's such a great question. So I asked Pat Fitzgerald, the Northwestern coach, and I said, hey. Do you motivate your kids, or should they be self-motivated? And he said, here's the most important thing. Know your kid. Build an individual relationship with all of them. That way you will know when to kick them in the ass and when to back off, right? Like, look at the Mannings. The Mannings are fascinating because you had Cooper, who's like a just a total cut-up, who's a comedian. You had Peyton, who was so intense, Archie had to dial him back. Like, Peyton would be going to Little League games, and bossing every kid around and saying, you got to take extra infield practice and you got to take more time in the cage. And you and Archie would say, could you just relax? Some kids just want to show up. And then the youngest, Eli, basically didn't say a word until he was eight or ten years old and was, was quiet. So it depends on the kid. It's not one size fits all. And I think that's a lesson for all uh, parents whose kids participate in youth sports.
1: You know, I do a fair amount of writing. And, you know, I think about the challenge of a book. And what, you know, what what a humenous, humongous undertaking that is, right? And you completed it and you did it and you did it while you have a full time job that is going on through football season and and the NCAA Final Four and the golf season, all these different things that you do in all the content that you produce over there at Points Bet, right? So you finish the book probably a couple months ago and then you send it on to the publisher and to your editor and everything, right? And and when you get it back and you look at it right? The first time you saw it, right? What made you most proud in that moment?
2: So blown away because we have a designer named Charlie Wahlberg who is absolutely brilliant. So like I'm looking on my shelf, I'm looking at books by John Feinstein and, you know, some of the most accomplished authors of our time. And I look at my book and I'm like, holy crap, mine looks so much better than his. I didn't have anything to do with that. But there's just a sense of pride of how good this book looks. And look, I mean, I have high aspirations. Um, In my wildest dreams, this becomes like a Netflix streaming series uh, where, you know, we got cameras all around on these dads. You know, I got one in Arkansas, and, and his kid is 14 years old, and the dad lets him drive to the gym. And then there's another one in Detroit who he's 14. He's already been offered by Michigan, and he's already led his high school to a state title at Ford Field. It's 14 years old. Another another guy near me is, is in the seventh grade and he just got an offer from the University of Maryland. So a uh, lot of great stories to tell here and I, I think people will enjoy the book.
1: Talk to me about when, I, I know I mentioned it comes out in April, but how do we go about this? Is this just an easy Amazon thing? How Tell me about it, Teddy.
2: Absolutely. You can order it on Amazon or uh, our website will be live next week. So if people are interested, please check out QB dads.com QB dads.com will be our is our website live next week you can order the book you can order merch and if I can get in one other quick plug so one of the things I do at, at points bet Keith is sign up new clients if anybody is interested in signing up and getting a really sweet deposit bonus at points, bet just DM me at Teddy Greenstein so you can get book info there or info on points bet happy to answer anybody's questions
1: that's at Teddy Greenstein on Twitter.
2: Indeed, yes, it is.
1: All right. Well, he's a great follow there as well. You know, I love his uh, all the different commentary and things that you bring up, and I, and I some of the funny things that PointsBet's been doing lately with their with their posts are pretty funny. You know, uh, I I tend to um, push the envelope a little bit on social media myself because um, I think it's uh, I think it's I think it's fun for the sport, and I think it's in many ways um, I think the world needs to relax a little bit over the last three years. What do you think about that?
2: I, I first of all, if I was as a 10th as creative as you are with my social media, I would definitely be much more successful because you always strive, you know, to do something different. Um, I mean, I wish you had a good voice. I wish you sang like Frank Sinatra because then your stuff would be even better. But like, I just love how you mix, you know, pop culture and music with golf betting. Um, You are to be applauded for that, man. So we love your newsletter and, and love all your social read the line, but absolutely, man, Twitter's supposed to be fun. And there are times I'll like ask a question and people are just jumping on me. And it's like, guys, Twitter is supposed to be fun. Enjoy it for what it is. And the people who don't get sarcasm on Twitter, come on, man. <laughs> you got to be better than that. So um, I wish Twitter were a little more like Instagram. I feel like Instagram's a happier place.
1: Well, maybe you need to write a book on Twitter dads or something along that, <laughs> along those lines. All right, you know I love to have fun as the director of fun here on the Pro Show on Friday afternoons, and I can't let you get away. We've done enough rapid fire with you, so we're going to do a little Masters rapid fire quiz and see where you stand on a couple of these subjects uh, down the end of Magnolia Lane. So you up for this, my friend? Ooh. Absolutely. All right, you could watch on any hole on Sunday, but just one hole. Which one do you pick?
2: Uh, I'm gonna say 16 because there's where the pin position is. There's usually an ace, and it's uh, it can be a pivotal hole.
1: It was pretty good in 2005, no doubt about that. (laughs) Uh, On a scale of one to ten, rate the pimento and cheese sandwich. Uh,
2: It's a 1.5. It's basically like flavored cream cheese. Um, the best sandwich is the egg salad And the barbecue is also delicious
1: Which hole is called Golden bell
2: Twelve. Uh, so That's 12 isn't it Yep you got it Yeah absolutely the greatest part 3 in golf 155 yards You better aim for the fat part of the green on Sunday
1: 155 yards of pure terror Alright Last Masters won in a playoff
2: um last Masters one of the playoffs so my first one was on Cabrera who won but there's been one since then did, oh Bubba. is, is Bubba's last Nope you mentioned
1: oh, no. you mentioned the Spaniard earlier
2: So was it on or uh, Sergio
1: Sergio in 2017. All right interesting yep Anna Davis she just won the Anwa and she did it with a bucket hat on. So for you when you go play golf is the bucket hat a yes or a no?
2: I am not a bucket hat guy. I am a conventional baseball cap man. Or if the hair is really on point, I'll do the visor.
1: Ooh, I like that. My hair is never on point. So I could go bucket or hat or or anything to cover it up. All right. It's the 25-year anniversary of Tiger's 12-stroke victory in 1997. Who put the jacket on him?
2: Oh, that was um, uh, Nick Faldo. The year after. Yeah, because he obviously toppled Greg the year before
1: Yes. One of many moments where Greg Norman was questioning his existence.
2: All right. Yeah, I can't wait for the 30 for 30 on that next week. <laughs> yeah.
1: Would you rather play Augusta National again or play Pine Valley?
2: What a great question. I'm going to say Augusta National because now I have an in at Pine Valley. I'm friends with a the guy there, so I think I can make that happen. But no, uh, Augusta National, honestly, by far, in part because Pine Valley I know is so difficult. Um, now, if you offered me Cyprus or Augusta, it would be closer, but I would still take Augusta because I only made one par and I'm greedy and I want more.
1: Hey, I know you like to dream big. What size green jacket do you wear?
2: <laughs> 42 long.
1: When you hear the words, the masters, what's the first image that comes to mind?
2: Uh, when you said that, I just had Jim Nance and saying hello friends and the music playing in the background.
1: Well, you know what? It's great having you as a friend there, Mr. Teddy Greenstein. I appreciate you coming on the Pro Show this afternoon and talking a little Masters with us. Enjoy the weekend, my friend.
2: Keith, you are the best, and I'm so glad of our affiliation with PointsBet. Uh, good luck with your bets this weekend, and thanks for having me.
1: You too as well. All right, folks, we're running fast into 4 p.m. here. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. We're coming back to wrap up today's show with a special weekly update covering Masters Traditions
2: the max kellerman show
1: you know there was no one there like hey where's that guy we just hired he just stopped showing up suddenly 15 years ago So kind of weird it's 650 g's and now he's being sued i don't know I, you can't just not show up for work but but if he's not like doing anything fraudulent, and they're just sending him the checks Why wouldn't he just deposit it in his account?
2: The Max Kellerman Show, weekdays at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Watch exclusively on ESPN+.
1: Join the thousands of golfers who already call Stick and Hack their home for the best golf stories, original podcasts, special events, member perks, and an active community of golfers across North America. Up until now, the golf media landscape lived somewhere between straight PGA coverage or idiots wrecking golf carts. We take a different approach by celebrating all sides of golf, life, and all the ways this amazing game connects Sticks and Hacks every day. Your free membership entitles you to discounts from major brands all over the country while Connecting you with like minded golfers for discussion, tips, or even a round of golf. So head to stickandhack.com and enjoy the world's greatest golf club without the course.
0: Get ready for the back nine. As the pro show continues, once again, the
1: director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the Pro Show on ESPN 920. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. And of course, I'll put this show up on the podcast platforms this evening Google Play, Spotify, iTunes. You can find it everywhere. You know where else you can find me? That's on Twitter, Instagram. I love TikTok, at ReadTheLine. Go find me there. We're having some fun. You've heard all about it. You want to hear us everywhere? 920 espnnewjerseycom Now, a little Georgia music. You know, with the interesting sound that REM has there, uh, Mr. Wade Weezer, yes. a, a lot of people don't realize they're from Athens, Georgia. No idea. But this is a great call because Athens isn't far from Augusta. And uh, if you don't want to be far from winning, hit readtheline.com. Give me a little more of this. I love REM. If you're doing some gardening during the day In the fairways and the rough You might want to see our friends over there at TaylorMade, right? Because over the past 40 years Golfers have inspired TaylorMade to make a lot of great drivers But as we know All eventually reach their limit TaylorMade has been hard at work Making the next generation of drivers Because where titanium ends, carbon begins 20 years in the making The carbonwood age is here For more information about this Go to TaylorMadeDolf.com You know, I mentioned this last week that I got um, my great tailor-made rep who takes the best care of me and obviously takes care of us here on The Pro Show. Mr. Dan Hinckley, he sent me my new driver in 3-wood, the Stealth, oh, yeah? the Carbonwood. So I'm about to experience Carbonwood. I was away for spring break and the weather's been eh at best. But did you see the weather for next week? Really nice, oh, on the dry side. I think uh, not only dry, but like seventies. Ooh, that's you know? perfect. I, it's not just seventies music. I love. You're gonna take them out for a little test drive then. Oh, test, test drive. drive. Look at that. Oh, huh. How about you? Patent pending. You can't use that. Yeah, don't strain yourself. Patting yourself on the back. All right. <laughs> Speaking of cool things and uh, nice weather, let's go back down to Augusta, Georgia. And let's talk a little bit about, you know, I love a good top 10 list. You know, when we were kids, you and I, yeah. right? Who was the guy that made top 10 lists most famous? Uh, you know, Paul. Yes, of course. You know, anyone that loves a little bit of humor like you and I do would have loved david letterman back in the day right (laughs) so uh yeah exactly i mean we could go on and on between (laughs) the two of us but how about top 10 things that make the masters cool okay all right sure number 10 the whole thing with the honorary starters I mean, that, to me, that's a pretty cool thing, right? Sure. Now, these aren't meant to be jokes or anything, no, folks. No, are no, Just actual things. These are things that are actually there that, that, at the end of the day, why so many people get so hyped up for the masters, it's the familiarity, but it's also the tradition. Right. Right? And, you know, I, I did a quote this week that I, I always put a quote of the week on social media, and innovation leads to tradition. It's not the other way around, folks, okay? Yeah, the okay. Masters is one of the most innovative places in the world, and in 1963, they had their first honorary starters, and they've continued that tradition since. And this year, they had Jack Nicholas, Gary Player, and they were joined by Tom Watson for the first time. Number nine, the par three contest started in 1960 and won by Sam Snead. Right. It's won every year since. And nowadays, because no one's ever won the par three and won the green jacket. Everybody has their kids hit at least one putt or chip or or do something or their wife or whatever. And uh, make sure they get DQ'd so they can't win the thing. Unfortunately, the whole thing was DQ'd this year due to rain. There was a little rain down there. All right special prizes number eight a lot of people aren't aware of this but if you make an eagle a hole in one uh double eagle or your uh, low round of the day you get crystal from augusta national really right yeah so they have separate prizes that aren't just there for the low amateur and the green jacket and the trophy in the end every day no matter what you do you'll hear that the commentators mention this from time to time but you know if you make an eagle they'll say oh that guy's gonna get some crystal okay okay, you will certainly get some crystal from augusta national and um Back in the day, I'd been to Tiger's house a number of times. And um, he's got more than he can fill a shelf. That's <laughs> yeah. for sure. There's no doubt about it. Number seven. This is a new one. Started in 2013. And that's drive, chip, and putt. And it was founded by the Masters, the USGA, and of course the PGA of America. And that's the chi- the kids contest that takes place on Sunday mornings. And that's the finals um, covering the three fundamentals of golf, drive, chipping, and putting. Okay. And uh, it's super cool. And you see the guys come out in the green jackets like Bubba Watson there supporting it, and some of the other guys. Just a fantastic, fantastic tradition. Number six, amateur players at the Masters and the fact that they get to stay in the crow's nest if they want to. And there's a couple guys there this year. You've got your USAM winner and James Piat and his runner-up, Austin Greaser. You've got the Mid-Am champion, Stuart Hagstead. you got the British amateur champion, Laird Shepard. And um, just a couple more guys. You know, Augusta National and Bobby Jones have always promoted the amateur side of the game. And I think it's very cool that the past champions... One of the coolest things... I got asked this the other night on the radio. What do you think is the coolest thing about the Masters? And I think i think that the field has so much variety and tradition to it with the with the amateurs and the past champions that are there um you know seeing all thobble tee off or you know, like you know like those guys i know people say oh they can't win but you know what i mean it's not always all about women it's about the people you got a shot it's about the people too (laughs) all right number five we're breaking into the top five the anwa the augusta national women's amateur Started four years ago, but they've had three editions due to COVID. And they had a 16-year-old left-handed, bucket-hat-wearing winner this year (laughs) who was totally infectious. I mean, she's going to go viral. Amazing, amazing story. And that started last week. So the culmination of what's become just was the Masters and Masters Week has now turned into like a springtime carnival. Um, That comes comes into town They're celebrating the women of the game The kids of the game And of course the men of the game This weekend There's no doubt about that This one, number four I really like And that's the Champions Dinner Brought way Or started way back Mm In 1952 When two-time Masters Champion Ben Hogan Decided he would have everybody there for dinner Today, they, they still produce that picture, and that's one wow. dinner that I know that every golfer would love to sit there with Chairman Ridley and listen to all the stories. Number three, the course, the changes, etc. Designed at first by Alistair McKenzie. There's been nine more architects that have worked on it since. The golf course will be a story this weekend. You can guarantee that alongside the weather. Enjoy it, our familiarity, the theater. Well, how about number two, the annual drama? The back nine on Sunday, there's nothing better. Those reachable par fives, those very difficult par fours on 10, 11, and 18. You never know what's going to happen. It is just the coolest place to watch a golf tournament. Because it's the coolest course? I don't know. Because it has the best traditions? Well, we've just listed some. But I'll tell you one thing's for sure. It always produces unbelievable drama. And our familiarity with it is great. Number one. Well, we've said his name enough. But top 10 tradition for me at Augusta is Tiger Woods. So happy to see him back and to see him healthy. And I'm so happy to be back with you there, Mr. Wade Weezer, right? After a week away for spring break, you know? Enjoy the Masters this weekend, my friend. And special thanks, of course, to TaylorMade Golf and the New Jersey Golf Foundation. That's right. You know I love my listeners. There's no doubt about that, right? But before we go and we all enjoy the theater the drama the pageantry of everything that takes place down the end of magnolia lane i'm going to leave you all with one brief thought about marketing yourself people judge us by our behavior more than our words keep that in mind during your next important meeting or party i'm your host keith stewart and this is The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart
0: returns to the T next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.